and welcome to the Pricing Queen podcast with me, Sally Farrant. Each week on the podcast, I'll be sharing pricing tips and strategies along with ways to improve the profit in your business. I've got a track record for helping companies get their heads around their business numbers, and now I'm here to show you how to start earning the money you deserve and become a pricing queen yourself. and welcome to the Pricing Queen podcast with me, Sally Farrant. Today on the show, I'm talking to Amy Mitchell. Amy is a system strategist who spends a lot of time getting you to streamline and simplify your business. She talks in this episode about things you can do to help you have better boundaries in your business and also to be more productive in the time that you have. Enjoy the show. Right, so today on the podcast, I've got Amy Mitchell. Hi, Amy. Tell us a bit about yourself. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I am a system strategist, an online business strategist, and I help online entrepreneurs to mostly align their day-to-day actions with their big goals and dreams. So helping them get more productive, but not just get more done, get more of the right stuff done. So I teach systems and ways of being in business that support a more aligned and productive business. Yeah. So for those of you that listen regularly, will know that I talk a lot about knowing how much time things take you and keeping a track of that, using things like toggles to know how long projects and packages that you offer in your business take you, but also that what you do with that information once you've got it. So Amy's going to talk a little bit about how you might become more productive, her top tips for kind of how you, and also how you might outsource your business. So Absolutely. Yeah. So I think, you know, one of the things that I think people kind of overlook in business is that we, or underestimate in business is that we actually, there's just too much to do. Yeah, absolutely. Right. We have an an actual endless to-do list. And then there's all of this pressure on us to do all of the things all of the time. And we never get to the end of our to-do list. So we may have the best of intentions for a day. We may even do some time tracking and know how much, some, how long something might take. And then we get to the end of the day, we still have 10,000 things we didn't get to that we wanted to. And we feel like this sinking feeling of failure. Somehow we fit, we worked our butts off all day long. We got a bunch of stuff done. And at the end of the day, it either wasn't enough because our expectations are way out of whack or it was a bunch of busy work that didn't actually wasn't actually aligned with our goals. And so we feel like we're just like, I don't know, just like stuck in a job that we created for ourselves that doesn't pay very well, you know? (laughs) And you can end up doing all the things, you know, your own business, you know, when I used to work in a company, you'd be like, right, well, where's the IT department? I've got my computer's broken. Where's the IT department? Whereas now I'm like, right, I'm on the chat to the people. I've got to make a phone call. It's like, it all takes hours of time and you're doing all the things. I'm like, there's nobody to, there's nobody to give anything else to. I've got to do it all. And you end up doing a lot of, there is a lot of very busy work that doesn't actually drive your business forward. And we often don't take that into account when pricing either, right? Like if you're pricing something, you forget that you have to send the email and create the contract and do the thing to actually get the business. And so that has to be considered and factored into your pricing and, and it has to be considered and factored into your time, right? So that when you are taking projects, are there's a realistic estimation of how much space it's going to take up in your business. Well, and I also think that looking looking at also things like, you know, not only the kind of pre-work, but also if you've got reports that you've got to write, meetings to attend, if you agree that you're going to do a whole load of stuff, you've got to factor in all the time that you're 
some of it's in front of the client, but also things that you might have to attend on the side. If you've got to interview people and chat to people to get some background information, you've got to get all of that stuff done. You know, it's kind of going, there's quite a lot of writing of emails and things during the process as well, because actually all of those things still need doing as part of a project. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think what, what happens as, you know, as you develop, as you're more and more in your business, you, you start to notice the places where you're reinventing the wheel. And that's actually like the biggest opportunity for systems. So one of the things that I do recommend like you is time tracking. Um, I actually really hate time tracking, but it gives me so much insight into my business that I do it periodically. And I'll do it for like a few days every like three or four months just to check in with what what's sort of happening. But what I what I like to use time tracking for is to not only see where my time's going that maybe isn't the best use of my time. It's just somehow the power of observation just really like brings a lot of clarity as to where your time's going, but also to see opportunities for systems, right? So any of those pieces of your business that you find you're having to do over and over again, like anything repeatable, there's an opportunity for a system. And even, you know, maybe you find that every time you're onboarding a client, you send the same welcome email, you can capture that welcome email in your system. You can kind of get these pieces of your system where you capture so that the next time you do it, it takes you less time. So there's obviously just like the observation of time tracking, which you see, okay, I'm wasting time here. I don't need to spend three hours on a single graphic in Canva. And <laughs> <laughs> or, or like I did yesterday, about an hour creating a reel on Instagram. I was like, this is such a waste of time. <laughs> It'll be quicker next time. It, it does get faster too, right? Whenever we have to give a little bit of grace for any time we try something new because it does get get faster um, the more that we do it. But I think, you know, there's a few, there's a few things that, you know, kind of chatting all over the place here, but a few things that I think can really make a big difference if you are in that position where you feel like, okay, I want to price accordingly, but there's all of this stuff to do and I feel a little bit scattered and all over the place. And so one of the main top tips that I have for people that are wanting to be more productive and wanting to really align their day-to-day actions with their big goals and dreams is to centralize your to-dos. So to take all of the stuff that's on your plate and to get it into one place. And so I use Asana. It's a task and project management software. I know Sally, you also use it. There's a lot of different yeah, because systems you that told work. Me too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you told me to, so I use it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the, you know, the beauty of Asana is having one go-to space for your business that you can use as your sort of headquarters or your hub for your business. Um, but what happens when you track everything in one place, it's kind of magical because you're then able to prioritize everything in one place. So people often will have, they'll have a bunch of emails and then they'll have some DMs and they'll have a random post-it note on their desk and then a notebook like under their couch with some other thoughts and ideas, you know, and they have stuff all over the place. And so it's really difficult to know how to use your time, how to apply your time, how to be the most effective with your time and make sure your time is actually moving you towards the things that you want to do in your life and business um, if you can't prioritize. So we have all these silos and so we'll be in our email and we'll be answering the most important email in our email inbox, but maybe there's a task on a to-do list for a client that's like much more important that we should be doing instead. And so getting everything into one place allows you to actually look at everything that's on your place and prioritize it. And Asada is brilliant because it's just a 
drag and drop to prioritize your tasks. Um, and I use the free version of Asana as well. So for those of you listening that are wondering how much it costs, <laughs> I use the free version. There's beautiful features on the paid version as well. And then with, with that, you're able to then, um, like with Asana in particular, there is a time tracking integration with Toggle. So you can start a task and track the time for that task. Yeah, right I, just, I discovered this last week when you posted about it. I was like, oh, I need to look into this. <laughs> yeah. So, that, you know, you can integrate your time tracking. So you start a task and you start time tracking. And right away, it, it tells you how long that time that task takes. And the next time you go to do a task, you'll be able to see exactly how long it took. And you'll be able to then allocate your time accordingly. And when you go to outsource that task, you'll know, okay, this is supposed to take this person about this much time to do. You know, you can map the steps out with this, um, with a system where you keep all your tasks in one place. So there's just a lot of advantages to kind of centralizing your to-dos and getting everything into, into one place. Yeah, definitely. It's made a massive difference to my business. So I've started to outsource some of my social media. They need all my brand guidelines, all that sort of thing. Well, I just give them access to the the kind of the task on the board and they've got all my stuff and I don't have to go, oh, where is the hex code and where is all the bits and the bats and all that sort of thing. So yeah, it works really, really well. And I think it's looking at, you know, I definitely think it's looking at what you're doing with your time and what's the most profitable use of your time as well. It's kind of going, like, actually, if you're spending a lot of time replying to emails, like you say, can you have canned responses? Can you have somebody else do those canned responses for you? So I, for my power hours now, I have a set of responses and a set of emails that I send, which are all just in Asana ready to go. I don't have Gmail, so I can't save templates in the same way. But it all just like, it's just like, oh, I can copy and paste. And that doesn't make it, I think people feel that makes it impersonal, but actually it just, it doesn't. I then personalize it and everything else, but it makes sure I get all the information that I need to into that email as well. Yeah. And you're, you're leveraging past work, right? So, so often we do, we have the same things to do, but it's slightly different. So we think we have to start from scratch, but leveraging the structure of the last email that you wrote, leveraging the certain sentences that will stay the same, you know, if you, you know, please contact me here to book or whatever, like there's certain sentences that are going to be the same and they don't need to be, it's not impersonal. It's just the same information. And so having the ability to have that structure to start with and just edit it probably saves you a ton of time. Like you, and most people actually in that situation would go back through old emails, try to find an email that they wrote before that was similar and then copy that email. And it's like, this is just saving you that process. It's having a template to work with. And I have tons of canned emails or email templates that I use in my business. And I, I personalize them all the time. And it, I'm sure no one would be able to tell that it's a template that I use all the time, but it saves me so much time um, being able to just leverage the work that I've done in the past. And that's ultimately like putting systems in place in your business in order to streamline and kind of get some of these repeatable things captured. It really is this art of, of noticing where, well, a couple of things, a couple of things that indicate an opportunity for a system in your business is anything repeatable, anything you're like, Oh, I'm doing this again. And also like micro frustration. So I read on a blog, I think it was Ash Amberger said, turn your policies into preferences. Nope. Turn your preferences into policies. <laughs> so if you can look for any kind of micro frustrations you have in your business. So like you said, Oh, I need to find my hex codes or I need to find the folder on Google drive with my logo in it. Like getting that into your system where you have that link 
at your fingertips and you have a system for accessing that stuff, whether it's bookmarks or Inasana or whatever your system is. So kind of looking for seeing any frustration in your business as an opportunity for a system. Yeah. And I think, you know, having a system means that actually I don't outsource some of that stuff where I might outsource my email. I currently don't outsource my email because actually I've got lots of responses that I'm like, right, okay, well, I, I need to personalize this enough, but I can, I can take a template and, you know, 80% of it's done and I can, I can carry on. So actually I don't need to outsource that because I've got some sort of template that I can use again, uh, which I think makes a really big difference. Mm -hmm. One thing that in looking at a task that's repeated and looking at something in your business that you want to streamline, first question is like, okay, what's the system? Can I make a system? Then it's like, can I automate it? And then it's, can I outsource it? Right. So either if you can systematize it and ideally automate it, then you do that. And if not, then you outsource it, especially if it's repeatable and and something that you don't need to be doing. I love that super simple um, exercise that I'm sure you've seen it before. It's basically a grid with like four quadrants. And in one corner, you just brainstorm all the things that you love to do in your business. And then the next quadrant is everything that you love to do, but you're not good at. So first quadrant is love to do and you're good at it. Um, second quadrant is you love to do it, but you're not good at it. Third, third quadrant is you don't like to do it, but you're good at it. And the fourth quadrant is you don't like to do it and you're not good at it. And really just mapping out what goes in each category. And obviously, you know, the, the things that you don't like to do and you're not good at, like get those off your plate as soon as possible. Quickly, yeah. Yeah. Bookkeeping for a lot of people is one of those things. Just get somebody to do it. Prioritize what you want to get rid of first and get rid of it as quickly as you can. You know, numbers are just not that thing for people. So just outsource it. Get someone to do your tax return. Whatever it is, just get them out so they can, you know, so you can focus on the things you're good at and hopefully things that you enjoy as well. And then we want to do things we're good at and don't enjoy very much sometimes. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, so true. Um, and then there's things I'm good at that I'm or I'm not good at that I like to do, like graphic design. I'm terrible at it. I like to do it. I will spend hours. It's just not a good use of my time. And so I have my assistant do that now, but I'm always like, I wish I could spend a day in Canva. Yeah. But I don't. So it's also but... recognizing the things that waste a lot of your time because you like them, but that you're actually not brilliant at. And I think you're right. Things like graphic design are definitely one of those sorts of things. Um, and yeah, it's just, rec- I think it is definitely recognizing like what you are actually good at and what you really enjoy in your business. We do a lot of things in our own businesses that actually are not fun. And I didn't start my business to do all the rubbish bits. I love the numbers bits. So I don't I don't really want to be doing all the graphic design or creating, you know, Instagram posts and stuff like that. So, you know, I have that outsourced as quickly as I can. And if you can't afford it now, then look to do it in the future. Start by outsourcing some of the client stuff. So you get a client and there's loads and loads of work that needs doing that's not really your thing. Get them, get someone to take it that some of that off you as long as it's a lower price than you're you're paying out, particularly if you're overbooked. Yeah. Another thing, another place that I find that people kind of lose time in their businesses uh, unnecessarily is contact switching. So this is where you're, maybe you have a situation where you have client meetings throughout the week. And so you have a client meeting and then you have an hour break and then you have another client meeting. And so in that hour, you have an expectation on yourself that you're going to get something done, but it's like, how deep can you get into something 
in an hour. Plus you have to pee and you need to feed the dog and you know, there's like things that need the, the kids need to be educated because <laughs> they're at home. And, you know, so there's all of these things that need to be done in this time. So one of the things I highly recommend is some, some form of, of batching in your business. So particularly around like tasks. And I really, for me, one of the big game changers in my business was batching meetings. I only do meetings on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So Mondays are admin, Thursdays, Fridays are content creation and, and other kind of creation, like my own marketing. And Tuesdays and Wednesdays are all meetings for clients and client. I do any client work on Tuesdays and Wednesdays too. I don't have a lot of um, client implementation work anymore. So um, yeah, just batching my meetings. I do them all within a certain time frame. Once in a while, there's an exception. I used to make a lot of exceptions, but I, I learned that it's actually not that helpful for my clients if... I'm meeting them randomly throughout the week when I'm a little bit, I've just come from working on something and I'm not in client mode. Like on Tuesdays is really when I see most of my clients and Wednesdays is usually like podcast interviews and um, meeting with my coach and that kind of stuff. But Tuesdays is client day. I don't ask anything else of myself, but to show up for my clients. So on that day, I'm just present I'm not worrying about a bunch of other things. I didn't come from just some project where I was thinking on something else. Like I show up for my clients. And so that kind of batching has really saved me a lot of headspace because I'm able to really compartmentalize my work. So Mondays are always a kind of admin type stuff, catching up on emails, that sort of thing. So it is very loose. I don't like a lot of structure, you know, and I think some systems people really love to get into the granular detail of structure, but for me, I need loose structure, right? So Mondays is loosely admin, Tuesdays is client day, Wednesdays is other kind of business meeting, Thursday, Friday is like content creation, marketing type things. Um, and that is enough structure for me. Some people really like to do actual time blocking. So maybe you have your list of tasks, you have your admin tasks, you have your financial tasks, you have your client tasks, and in your calendar, you actually put from 10 to two, you're working on client work on Mondays and actually to block out in your time. But whatever your system, whether you need, I kind of have these systems types, uh, Phoebe, Rachel, and Monica. And so I'm a Rachel, which is a little bit of structure, right? Phoebe doesn't want any time blocking at all. Monica wants every minute of the day time blocked and accounted for. And so whatever systems type you are, um, whatever resonates with you most, just knowing that in batching your tasks, at least a little bit, you can save a lot of context switching and, and headspace. Um, yeah, does that, do you use that in your business? Yeah, no, no, yeah, I do. Um, so I use it quite a lot where I used to just, yeah, have my diary open all the time. So people can book time in my diary. I used to have it open any time of the day and night, Monday to Friday, any time, as long as I wasn't with kids. And now I'm like, oh, no, I only take client calls in normal times anyway. I only take client calls Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Monday and Friday are Monday's usually content creation, Friday, admin, finance, stuff like that, because you need to well, find time to work on your business. You know, I need to, there's client time and there's actually, oh my God, I actually need some new clients sometime in the future. I can't just be working with the clients I've got now. I need to do the marketing, the email list and all of that sort of thing. And actually like I do, I write a daily email and I write that every morning at the same time. So you can do kind of, you can say, well, I take client calls every day, but it's like nine till 12. I do all my client stuff or I don't take client calls before a certain time, whatever work for you I don't time block my diary because I find that difficult but I am quite boundaried about when people can book 
in my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I find, you know, people have a little bit of resistance to this at first. When I first started my business, I thought, well, if I'm not fully available at any time, whatever works for them, I might, my clients might not like it. Or, And it turns out when you set a boundary, no one cares. <laughs> it turns out when you set a boundary and say, I actually want to have meetings in this time, people just work around your boundaries. And once in a while, you have to make an exception because of a real schedule um, discrepancy. But we get to set boundaries in our business that protect our time and our attention in order for us to show up as fully as possible. And those feel difficult to set at first, but actually in the end, everyone actually just respects it. And I've had people actually like say that they admire that I stick to those boundaries because you, like, because I have those boundaries in place, I show up for the things that I commit to. I don't show up half you know, a shell of myself because I've overbooked or overscheduled or got, had a 5am client meeting. I do have one client that is in Tokyo that I'll meet with her at 5am sometimes because she has a team member in London. Fine. It's one exception one time and she's amazing. And yeah, it's, it's another thing with boundaries in particular in your business. Like I said, you know, frustration is an opportunity to potentially set a system. Um, resentment, in your business is an opportunity for a boundary. Like anytime you experience any kind of resentment, like, Oh, my client emailed me at the wrong time. That was annoying. Or it actually just is an opportunity for you to set a boundary and say, Oh, actually I don't respond to emails on weekends or evenings or whatever it happens to be. One thing I, I did too, which I um, kind of a little hack for client stuff is I like to work on the weekend. Sometimes that works for me, but when I was doing a lot of client work, if I emailed the client on the weekend, sometimes they would email me back. And so what I started to Nobody do, wants that. <laughs> right. They'd email back and then I would, you know, so what I started to do is I would write emails to clients on weekends and I would schedule them to send on Monday. So I could do the work whenever I wanted, but it didn't appear that I was working on weekends. So it's like I kept my client communication within the time frame that I said that, that I was uh, available and accessible and I have it in my contract hours that they can expect to hear back from me and how long it'll take for me to get back to people. And I think it's really important to have those boundaries. I think things like actually like COVID have made a really big difference to the way people's boundaries are. They're working at home all the time. People aren't getting, you know, there's not the boundary of going to work and coming home again. And there's fitting it around, you know, other commitments at home, homeschooling and whatever. There's also the temptation to just be working all of the time. Uh, weekends, evenings, and all of that sort of thing. And it's actually kind of setting out particularly for clients, but also for yourself, when you are going to be not working. So in some ways, unfortunately, I've got kids, it's very easy for me to say, actually, now that I've got kids, I need to stop working. There's a boundary before they go to school when they're at school. And there's a boundary when they get home where I go, right, I'm not working after those times. But if you haven't got those sorts of things, and your kids are older, and that sort of thing, or you don't have kids, actually trying to find boundaries that are really strict for you that mean that you don't work all the hours and certainly you're not available to clients every minute it's so easy these days there's whatsapp there's lots you know there's everything there's an easy way of getting hold of anybody and if you respond immediately they expect that every time so be really clear and like you say have it in your contract i don't respond at the weekend i only respond between the hours of 10 and 4 every day or whatever it is so that clients are really clear and like you say most of them don't don't care because unless it's an emergency it doesn't matter mm-hmm. it's so true yeah it is it is true that even i noticed in um having voxer access if i leave a four minute long box 
I get a four minute long Vox back. If they leave an eight minute long Vox and I return with a one minute Vox, then they send a one minute Vox next time. You know, there is kind of this, like you kind of are teaching people how to work with you. Right. And so if, you know, you could put a limit to the length of Vox or messages in your contract if you wanted. Um, but often it's just like modeling the behavior that you, that you want, um, to interact with your clients and, and like making it, it's, it's like, I think our time is so precious and, you know, I'm sure anyone listening to this podcast is cares so deeply about their business and their clients that it feels like, of course, I'm going to go the extra mile for customer service and boundaries, setting boundaries to protect your time and to really allow you to focus on what's most important to your business. It isn't at your client's expense. It's actually so that you can serve your client in a more powerful way. And so just knowing what that is for you, like you don't have to set these boundaries if you don't need them in your life, right? If you love to get on a client call at 10 PM, like go for it. (laughs) But if you find that when you do those meetings, you don't show up as fully the next day and something else suffers, or you don't get a good night's sleep or just noticing what works for you. And I think we have, there's a lot of people out there saying what you should do and how you should organize your business. And there's a lot of people just telling us how to do things. And I always go back to like, what actually feels good for me? And what do I need? What systems and supports and policies do we need to set up in my business to support how I best work so that I can do the best job that I can so that when I show up for clients, my cup is full. And also, you know, you set up your business, presumably for some sort of freedom. So you can choose if you're somebody who likes to work 1pm till 10pm, go for it. If you're an early bird, 5am, great. You know, but you have to just make those, it's making those decisions, like you say, for yourself and what works for you, but also what makes you most productive and also hopefully brings you the most kind of most money in as well. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Absolutely. I did set up, um, so I have a no notification phone. So I have all my apps have all the notifications turned off, but because I have Voxer, which I allow clients to contact me. So, so if you don't know Voxer's like WhatsApp for business, it's that sort of thing. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a walkie talkie app for business. So, um, I have a Voxer, WhatsApp, all of it. I have the notifications turned off, but then I have a reminder at Asana in the morning and the afternoon to check it. So I have a reminder that says, oh yeah, go check your phone. So I actually go into the app and see if there's any. So I've like set time in my day where I go check those messages instead of allowing those messages to interrupt whatever I'm doing. Like we have enough distractions. So I've like tried to eliminate distractions so that I can focus as best as I can. Yeah, my phone's pretty much permanently on do not disturb these days. So it doesn't, if you ring me a couple of times, you'll get through. But if you don't, if you, if that's not needed, then it doesn't keep pinging at me. And I, yeah, like you say, if I'm having a little break, I then go and look at it. But it's not pinging at me all the time going, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me. Because that's a nightmare. It's just like, I need to kind of get on with some serious work. And, fo- and like you say, you need to focus. It's really easy to be looking at 50 things. Or I go and look at the Facebook notification and I'm... T- half an hour later I'm still on Facebook I'm like hang on a minute I need to actually do some work you know the working time is so concentrated for me that I need to crack on it's so funny this morning I was I I had removed Instagram from my phone because I like to not have it on my phone sometimes but I had reinstalled it to post some things and um this morning I found myself it's you know it's only eight in the morning for me. And I found myself on Instagram and I said out loud to myself, why am I on Instagram right now? Cause it's like, I somehow, we just are in this like 
weird fog where we all of a sudden open an app and I find myself on Instagram when I don't need to be. So one of the tools that I love for this particular issue of like this weird distraction where our brain just all of a sudden just opens up Facebook <laughs> is I use a Chrome extension. So for the Chrome browser, it's an extension called the tomato timer. And it essentially is, have you heard of the Pomodoro technique? Uh, yes, I have. Yes. But do, do, do explain a little bit. The Pomodoro technique is essentially the idea that our work shrinks or expands to the time that we give it. And if you work in focus blocks and take a break, it's more effective than just like working for two hours straight, for example. So um, the tomato timer allows you to set a specific time frame that you want to work and then take a break. So 25 minutes of work, five minute break. And so I'll set the tomato timer. It's just a little browser icon. You pull it down and it um, allows you to set the time. And then a buzzer goes off at, after 25 minutes, you take a five minute break. You like go get a coffee, dance around, like actually take a break, get up and, and move away from your computer. But what I also love about the tomato timer is it, it allows you to block specific websites in that time frame. So while the 25 minutes is on, I can't go to Facebook, I can't go to Instagram, I can't go to my email. And email is another thing that is like kind of busy work because we feel like I'm doing work if I'm in my email, but actually is it the most important work? And often our email is just a list of other people's priorities. So it's like we end up feeling really productive doing email, but it's often like not the thing that we need to focus on. So I include my email in that list of block sites while I'm in a Pomodoro time, unless the Pomodoro block I'm doing is responding to emails. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I think turning off your email, because I often think, oh, it's an email notification. I'll just go, I'll just go. And then again, 10 minutes later, you're reading the email and you're like, oh, it's going to take me longer to respond. So I'll just leave that now. And then you've, you know, it's flitting. It's really easy. I think particularly these days to flit in and out and there's nobody controlling, you know, like when I worked in a company, I could only access the internet at lunchtime and that sort of thing. You know, you don't, there's none of that control. So you can do what you like, but it's so easy to waste time. Amy, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, where can we find you? Um, my website is amymitchell.ca. My Instagram is at amyr underscore Mitchell. I get to hang out on Instagram. I do have a free Asana mini training on my site and also... Which uh, is amazing. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it's, if you're just getting started with Asana and you're you're looking to sort of get everything out of your head, get it into a task list, get it sorted, prioritized, organized, the mini training is free and it's really awesome. Um, and so that's a good place to start with Asana. And I also have a free training um, now, three steps to go from scattered to streamlined in your online business. You can check that out on my website as well. And that's amymitchell.ca. I'd love to hear from you. Send me a DM and, and say that you heard me chatting with Sally. And yeah, great to be here. It's so fun to chat productivity. I could do this all day. <laughs> it's one of my favorite topics too. Thanks ever so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pricing Queen podcast with me, Sally Farrant. Please do leave a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. It really helps spread the word and get more people listening. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at the Pricing Queen or One Word, where I share more tips and advice on how to make more money in your small business. See you next time, Pricing Queens.